Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Microphone check, microphone check, microphone check, microphone check. Is that 80s Jeff rapping? It was some movie I saw and it was, I don't know why it's stuck in my brain all of a sudden. I don't even remember what movie it was. The yo, yo, Jeff yo, that's like a terrible deals, movie. <laughs> Is, isn't that uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, the ending? Might have been. That and the Sarah Silverman show, the only things I've watched since you've gotten Hulu. I think you and I are the only ones that I've talked to that actually went and saw the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie in the theater. I, you know what, though? It's not good enough to be all that proud about it. Mm. Well, sure, but <laughs> wow, you too. <laughs> but like, even people who were fans of the show are like, there was a movie. It's right. Yeah. It was in yeah. and out. It was a little specially market thing, and yeah, but it r- r- really wasn't good. I want to see the Aquabat so, Hunger Force. The best so part was Getty Lee. Aquabat, was, right? uh, was the ticket guy like, yeah, you're Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, little theater on the right. <laughs> I think there were only five of us <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> sounds about right. Played for a week or two, maybe something like that. Checked in, in one checked movie you, theater. Checked you off the list. Oh, you've gone to see it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, this is. It, it was at the uh, showcase by the MGM Grand. That's oh. how far back that was. Oh wow! So Wait, is that not there that anymore? One. No, it's still there. They just don't go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I haven't been to that theater in forever. Once upon a time is the only move place that showed movies a midnight or a little beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a late nighter like us, that was your movie house. Yeah, they had frequently they had eleven o'clock, midnight. A couple times they had like a one AM showing. Yeah. But uh then it started getting scary around there. So yeah. decided not to go back. Yep. It's not of course, bad. It's just well a little road past the MGM down a little bit, right there. It's not bad. It's not bad now, but like for a while there, it was it was yeah. just scary. Yeah. Ask Tupac about that road. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Plus, one of the final oh, well. straws for me was I was sitting there watching a movie, and some parents had brought their kid. It, it, this was a late movie, mind you. It was like 12.30 at night, and the parents let their kid run up and down the aisle for the whole movie. Wow. Like, they were in the back watching the movie, and the kid was just like, and it, not just quietly, just going, like, oh! Ah! <laughs> All the way, and did this for a good hour of the movie. And I've apologized for that many, many times, Jeff. Stop bringing it up. <laughs> we know somebody who used to manage the showcase, and one of his best stories was the time he had to throw two 12-year-olds out of the theater because they were having sex. No. 12-year-olds? Wow. And it was really kind of funny because the girl, when he was like, you you two, you have to, the girl was all like, you could let us finish. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 416. 416, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. Yeah, we're to talk week and geek and and underage sex, apparently. Jeez. theater sex. Oish. That's the kind of precocious I want to hear about. I actually don't want to hear about. As I said, don't want to hear about. Oh, oh! I heard hear about it, and I just looked at you. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you heard that he didn't want. You heard that he wanted to hear when he said he didn't want to hear, and he didn't. And he said he didn't want to hear. Yes. All right. I'm lost. I'm out. (laughs) Third base. Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Well, I threw two kids out of a movie theater. Yeah. (laughs) 
I finished the Defenders. Yes. Did you? Yeah. Wow. And it's all right. <laughs> I, I agree. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, still it, it, get, it builds. It builds and gets better. It starts yeah. off real slow. Yeah, and I don't want to say anything since. Well, how long did it take you to do Luke Cage? Like two years? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll check back at episode uh, five something. Nah. And then... No, no. If you have opinions on it, go feel free. I'm, no, not, I'm not afraid of getting, that, that's my, getting squashed. I was like, eh. But I was so happy because I finally get to start Punisher. Right. So, uh, that was the driving force behind me. You didn't have to defenders. go through the defenders to yeah, start Punisher. To. Well, I yeah. already started the defenders, so I didn't want to like leave oh. it and then go back. Uh, and let, let's remember, Maple Leaf Matt—he's a completist, right? That's why he has read all the Horus Heresy series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why he has all the X Men Funkos. All right, so defenders, you just meh, huh? Yeah, it's all right. Nothing, it's fine. Nothing, nothing too fancy. It's still a Marvel thing. Uh, I'm really curious as to. With Disney's new streaming service uh, soon upon us, how long that Netflix joy is going to last? Don't they oh. keep going back and forth? At first, they were like, "Oh, it's going to stay with Netflix," and, and then, then they then were it like, "The contract expires; they're leaving Netflix." But then there was like, "Oh, no, no, we'll we'll stay or something." I haven't heard the swing back on that okay. one. Last I knew, it was heading to, heading to Disney. The only swing back was like the potential that they were going to keep some of the Star Wars and stuff with, or some of the Marvel films rather with. With Netflix, since yeah. they already had the Marvel TV series yeah, that were produced yeah. in Junkin. That's what worried about the Marvel TV series leaving Netflix. If the Marvel yeah. TV series leave, I will be canceling Netflix because that's all I watch on Netflix. Hmm. Mm. Really? Wow. I didn't watch so. Stranger Things? I have yet to watch the second season. I, have watched I haven't the first watched season. it either. I still haven't been able to. I started watching The Punisher finally. I'm about four episodes in. And like two. Uh, so good. Mm. I'm just. I, does it get better? <laughs> I mean, Are you like, kidding me? Like right now, I'm kind of bored with it. Holy crap. Like I literally, I'm, I'm in the middle of the fourth episode and I'm just like, I'm kind of getting bored with this. You have no soul. Wow. That's a strong proclamation. <laughs> Listen, it ain't and that I, good. And I really it's like the good. character. Okay. So that's why I was like all, all excited about this. He's series. over. He's over. Yeah, it's not that good. I'm. I'm with you, but I'll watch it because I do like yeah. the Punisher and Frank Castle and the actor that plays him. Oh yeah, yeah. John. But John Bernthal is really good. Don't get me wrong. I will say it's not the most action-packed series. At least again, I've only watched half of it. <laughs> but just but action-packed isn't necessarily what I'm looking for and what they've done with this. Punisher. You guys are ignoring the key. The key thing here, Mister. I hate murdery, is like. Really, Jumping all over it, yeah. In, in, in liking this series, yes. and the character, of course, it could is, be my horrible influence, but and, still, well, and the character is kind of murdery, so yeah. Although, well, I mean, this interpretation of the character, I've said it before, is is really different from the comics. Yeah. But I love what Bernthal's doing. Yeah, like really you were saying, do. like he's bigger than Cap in the comics, and he's yeah. small. Yeah, <laughs> like, Bernthal is, is a tiny guy, yeah, and you know what? Ain't. I it's 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 weird. It's almost like this. The, the Punisher, in, in making Punisher, they kind of like show you that Bernthal is kind of a smaller guy. Because I swear to Christ, in Walking Dead, he never ever, unless uh, um, uh, Andrew, what's his name? Unless Lincoln. Rick Grimes is like a tiny fucker himself, I never ever pictured Shane yeah. as being a small guy. I know, yeah. He never came across that way. But in this series, you really do... He's shorter than everybody. Yeah. 
Well, but it it it, it, it he's just still so friggin' dangerous. Yeah, still Jessica Jones, my all time favorite. Daredevil. I, I still stand. Feminist. I, I, I stand behind that. That statement. Daredevil right after it. So far, Luke Dare- Cage, Iron Fist. For me, so far, Daredevil is the only one I've really just like absolutely, totally enjoyed. Wow. Just like I could, could be, not could not stop watching it. It had me that engaged. I'll be very curious to hear what you guys say when you finish Punisher. You know what it is we'll with Daredevil? It's what's his name's portrayal of Kingpin, Wilson it Fisk. Be. It could he be. is so good. Like you can you can change Matt Murdock, the actor who plays that, to someone who's you know half as decent and be fine with it. I think there's something to that. Yeah, mm. could yeah. be. D'Onofrio makes that show. Well, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just an excellent actor anyway. Yeah. Mm. And by God, do not have any sexual harassment skeletons hiding in your goddamn closet because I can't take it no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Yeah. No, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. I'm pointing at the fucking oh, soundboard because you're listening right now. I you're pointing to the soundboard. <laughs> Look, you're like you're pointing Andy to me. So yeah. I, all right. I, I, know, I, I like the pointing in an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was talking to, to his Torgo's water. I haven't, I haven't heard any stories about D'Onofrio in sexual harassment. D'Onofrio's... I have heard he's difficult to work with. Well, I don't care. Difficult, Be- fine. Well, but... no, just because he gets so in into the character... That he doesn't break out of it a lot of the time, well, and he, it, so he's apparently like he's not his... as well. I mean, apparently early on that was like he was he was so, and it's not even method. He just he would get so in character that it would take him time to come out when they would have you know breaks in between scene setups. Like, like that a, really like sucked a, during Men in Black, <laughs> like a Jim Carrey Andy Kaufman. Like that, could, I, I don't. I don't think it was that as much as he was just in like a mindset. But he could. He could be very interesting. Uh, I remember yeah. watching uh, the the uh, Renee Zellweger and the director of uh, the Whole Wide World, which is the Robert E. Howard uh, biopic that he did, and they were talking about how there were times when the producers or the execs would come down to the set because they had concerns about the, you know, how the movie was going and and stuff. And to get the heat off of everyone else, they would just give the execs to D'Onofrio. And he would just walk off with them talking about the movie and the character. And they'd come back like an hour or two later goggle-eyed and a little confused <laughs> and then they would leave the set and they would get another week or two of shooting you know out of it it was it was really actually kind of funny to to hear them talk about it oh wow that is funny so that's all i did was just defenders and started punisher all right i uh i finally got to see kong skull island oh wow what did you uh, think of it it was entertaining i mean it's did not you, did you watch the hbo airplane version there's an HBO airplane version? Apparently, HBO has been buying uh, airplane cuts of movies. Okay. And d- some directors are getting really pissed about it. Like, the director of Kong put it out there as, like, HBO showing the airplane version okay. of this. It's, they raced you his way off. It's pissing me off. Uh, who, who else? Uh, That's interesting. Are they show- only showing the airplane version? Uh, yeah. I just saw it on wow. HBO, too, so down, maybe right? I... Uh, they cut it down? Uh, it's not so much what they cut down; its aspect ratios have changed. Oh, okay, oh, so they, they, so they, to somebody like Jeff, that's very important. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. Yeah, it's important to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did see it on HBO, so maybe I need to uh, rent the Blu-ray or something. Biscettios. I'll bring my Blu-ray or mine. But I mean, I have one. it's it's not 
the best movie of all time by any stretch of the imagination. Well, not in the no. HBO, but it's a monster movie. But it's very, yeah, it's very entertaining. It's just, it's not, it's it's definitely not an Oscar winner. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of fun, and the stinger is a lot of fun. Mm. I will tell you a movie that I did just see that should be an Oscar nominee is uh, Hidden Figures. Oh, uh, about the. Uh, uh, several uh, African-American women who were part of the space program, kind of the unsung heroes. In fact, uh, I, do, I do remember, like, the, the main character they focus on, um, John Glenn, like, only trusted her, her, her number crunching when they were, you know, setting up for launches and stuff. And she, he was very dependent upon that. Didn't trusted her over the, uh, the IBM mainframe that they had at the time or that had just gotten rather so but yeah fantastic movie all right i, I still haven't seen that but been been suggested to me by right. many i mean i kept i kept getting going to the theater to go see it and then something would happen and i wouldn't be able to go yeah i'm sorry about to tying the, your shoes together that's uh, uh, you know from happening yeah. tricky tricky well you know and the and the, and the really confusing thing is my shoes are slip-ons they're not uh, they don't have laces so that really was difficult getting, trying to get that figured out. Well, get out you're not door. expecting those laces, and they're right, tied those. together. Well, that's why that little loop on the back of the heel works. It's, yeah. it's great. It has a good score. Like the music was good in it. Yeah, oh. they did a really good job of recreating Virginia the in or, the sixties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, also I was kind of surprised. over there in that. Yeah. No. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What does that even mean? What do like you mean? Yeah. <laughs> My brain slipped there for a minute. I, I I jumped back to the King Kong. I'm like, well, why why is why is why is Kong Island taking place in Virginia in the 60s? <laughs> I do have to give it up though for Kong Skull Island uh, going going and having it being in the 70s though. That was kind of interesting, you know, 70s and the Satcom uh, or the NavSat or what what the hell was that organization? Oh, yeah. it was like the first weather satellite company that was trying to document weather patterns around the earth and they hitched a ride quote unquote to the island on that yeah. expedition it's all right i look yeah. forward to kong versus godzilla yep yeah that was that was one thing i was like i was about to turn Spoilers. it off and then i remembered oh yeah there's a stinger so i waited got through the the credits here and then you know saw I'm the set the setup like for the for all the other monsters that uh, kong is gonna fight I'm looking forward to like the 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 look of Mothra, like the new new age Mothra. Yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah. New, new age Mothra. Mothra. New age Mothra. <laughs> I got a new age Mothra. Got a crystal Sand. and Sand pyramid Earth. on her head. Tell Sand us what it's Earth. like. <laughs> In fact, I want a whole slew of Godzilla movies from here on out. We've mm -hmm. we've we've established Godzilla. We've established Kong. Yep. Now let's get all the. The really weird ones. I want them all. Yeah. Especially the one where, uh, 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 who was it? Godzilla? King Kong? Somebody fights Frankenstein? Sure. Remember yes, that? Yes, yes, that's right. Those, that, man. How yeah. did that happen? Yeah, that was dude, a movie. Dude, it is actually such a fucking weird story that, oh, Christ. Is it a giant Frankenstein or a tiny Godzilla? Uh, kind of a giant Frankenstein. I don't think it was Godzilla, but it was a giant monster, right. wasn't it? And it was like Frankenstein conquers the world, and 
it was really weird because it was there was the original intention of doing a Japanese version of Frankenstein, and then like they didn't get the rights or something. I and throw a they, kaiju in there. Oh my god, dude! It <laughs> it is actually it it is one of the damn strangest um, strangest fucking uh, uh, origin stories for a movie ever. It's so confusing. I can't even pull it out of my head to tell the story. Mm. But uh, if you get a chance, Frankenstein Conquers the World, look it up online because it is an incredibly weird uh, gestation of a movie. Nice. I like it, gestation. Go ahead, Andy. What? Come. You s- sneak up with the pillow. Go. Well, you, go. No, I'm waiting for you. I don't have a pillow. <laughs> I'm not talking pillow. I'm talking about your nerd thing. Oh, um, you were incredibly nerdy today. I, well, I, well, let's see. Uh, I, I went to the Millennium Fandom Bar. Well, imagine that. Yes. Do and we have it? Hold on, hold on. It looks like your shirt. Were you come from a zoo or something? Like you look like. Yes, I'm. 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 I'm, uh, I'm out there uh, mucking out the kid, the zebra cage. You look like you just came back from like. Um, you got, Springs Preserve, or right? Something. Yeah, I, you I, got I, the khaki well. shirt. You got the khaki pants <laughs> yeah. with like the it. black T-shirt underneath. Yeah. <laughs> It's an homage to my brother. Okay. Yeah. Aww. Brothers need that. Yeah, he died. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is now. You better come back one fast on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I went to Bunny Phantom Bar for uh, their uh, murder trivia night, and we won. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we, uh, tomorrow... The wait, 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 wait. How many teams were there? Uh, 10 or 12. Okay. Wow. wow. Right. I saw where you were going there, Matt. <laughs> That was good, yeah. uh, and so the uh, our six person team is uh, the uh, me and the five ladies are gonna go to. Uh, Ooh, yes. well, yeah. that's not a nerdy thing. The way what I are you throwing it in there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin it, Andy. Yeah, that sounds like a fifties band. Andy and, and the five, five ladies. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jazz band. Um, Coming up next, it's Andy and the Five Ladies. So yeah, we're loving spoonful. <laughs> so the uh, prize was uh, admission to an escape room. So we're all doing an escape room tomorrow. Oh, oh, nice. So you oh, that'll be my nerdy thing for escape week. room. Oh god. Do you know which one you're doing? I'm pretty good at escape rooms. I don't know which one it is. No, oh, okay. somebody else has the uh, ticket for it because they're popping up all over. They're the place. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. There's one just down the road from us now too. Yeah. Number one escape room. Yeah. It's the weirdest name for a... Mm. It's wow. the weirdest name, but when you look up in the phone book, that's the first one that would come up. Of course. You know uh, what? I just thought of a perfect name for one. Um, Samuel Jackson, Cusack, uh, what is it, Room 213? <laughs> yeah. that, that's a long name. <laughs> no, no, just, just Room 213. Room 213. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to go perfect. to Samuel Jackson, John Cusack, Room 213? Two, uh, uh, that 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 requires people remembering a lot of stuff, but making a room two thirteen themed room exactly. room inside an escape room would be great. Yeah. Fuck them up, yeah. yeah. All right, fuck them up. Yeah, I also uh, and everything. I also uh, um, uh, saved Matt's uh, ass in our D and D game. Um, did you now? I did. Why, what trouble was he in? Uh, he was sucked into an alternate dimension and chained to a wall. I uh, sounds like a Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I you weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> they they finally <laughs> they, they finally started pulling from the deck of many things. Oh no. Oh dude, it was amazing. It was just amazing. Uh um Matt Matt drew first, right? Yes, I did. Matt drew first and he got the the dungeon or the dungeon. Oh, okay. So he just gets snatched out of his clothes and his stuff 
and is put imprisoned in an extra-dimensional dungeon. Oh, you started to Chain say to the, the Don John, and I'm like, yeah. did he end up on Miami Vice or something? The Don John <laughs> or the Don Juan? As I was calling it, yes. he's taking shrooms John's and flying Don around. What? <laughs> flying around Mexico, but it was really cool because he's there, and fortunately, Matt's taking it well. He's laughing. He's like, "Oh my god, this is crazy," and I'm thinking, I'm already starting to think, okay, how can I, how can I tie this together? What's gonna? There's got to be, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how we're gonna. How am I going to get him there? There's got, you know, I'll figure out the chain on how to get him there. So then Major Meh Lewis draws a card. Major Meh, if you may remember, those of you who listened to these stories about the D&D game, decided to play a chaotic, evil, half-orc barbarian when he found out that Paulette was going to be a drow ranger. Hey, did you know I wasn't a thief? What? <laughs> what? What? Oh, that was that was great. What just happened? That was great. That was great. What? Because Lewis, <laughs> Lewis, Lewis loves loves role play. Ah, uh, yeah. So he he did the he rolled up you know all of the little backgrounds and stuff, and he picked the criminal background for his barbarian, and then he ran through and uh, I forget if bond or flaw or what, but he picked. Oh, goal, he wants to be the greatest thief in the world. And so he's been talking about stealing. Just kind of hinting at it to the guys? And apparently in all this time that we've been playing, Lewis role-played it so well, Andy actually thought he was a thief. (laughs) His half-orc barbarian who would go into a rage in combat... I didn't think it was, and, and he'd be like, "I'm gonna go rage now." Okay, I'm frenzying now, and he and with his great axe, yes, two handed, two handed great axe, beating the shit out of monsters. Andy thinks his character is a thief. <laughs> I didn't so, think it was a good thief. <laughs> so good job, Lewis. Yeah. you really sold it. Oh, you fooled me. Oh. Acting brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. It was so funny. But anyway, because he was terrified. Of the prospect of Paulette playing a drow, which he figured would be ultimate evil, because Paulette could do that rather well. Yes. <laughs> he went with chaotic evil barbarian. So he's been playing that, and he's been the one who's been killing prisoners and being awful and sculpting he, with corpses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, oh, wow. His calling card is to leave a warning to enemies by desecrating the bodies of people they, you know. Uh, defeated in battle. I turned this one into a spider. (laughs) Something like that. Anyway, they just finished wrapping up torturing a goblin for information when they decide to draw on the deck, and he draws balance, which is the card that makes you radically change your alignment. Are you? I was going to say, this has got to be where this is going. <laughs> so he's now a lawful good half-orc barbarian. <laughs> and on top of that, his character has the ring of truth. He has a ring that you can't lie to him. He can instantly tell if you're lying. Oh, he also so, has an evil skull. God. Remember the jeweled skull? Yeah. Evil skull, yeah. So, so if anything, right. Lewis's character just became more annoying and a bigger problem <laughs> than he was. Okay. Level with me. Did you force the draw? Did I force the draw? Was that an actual random draw, or was that something like, "This is something"? Did you did you pen and tell this thing and give him the spades? <laughs> Why? What? Three, what are you, you talking you give him the about? Clubs? Did you give him the three of clubs? If you think if you think I did that, then you're going to think I definitely fed Andy his cards. 
Because then Andy went and drew a card. And the first card he draws is the get out of jail free card. It's the card that allows you to instantly go back and reverse any decision that you made. So it's literally the card you can use to reverse any bad card that is about to happen. And so Lewis is like, Andy, draw another card. You, uh, ah, you, 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 you can, you can take totally save. Go yeah. for it. And so Andy's like, okay. And so Andy draws two wishes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. He would, two wishes. And so... And it's funny because you, you have as many minutes as the number of wishes because you could get one to three. So I set up the timer, and Andy had to uh, had one minute to decide on the first wish. And he actually did it nicely. He watered it nicely and got Matt back. So Matt's character returned. Boop. Wow. So that problem. Nice cleanup. That yeah, problem. a door open, and this massive figure was reaching towards me. Yeah, coming into the cell. And he's like, Tobias, at last I have. Boop. And he's gone. And I did that because I'm not going to let that go to waste. So there's somebody out there who's looking for Tobias. <laughs> or Tubby. <laughs> Wait, that's your nickname, Tubby? I, so so did he come back me Tubby. as himself or did he come back slightly changed? Uh, he came back as himself. Okay. He's all right. I'm, uh, Andy, Andy said I would like Tobias to come back. As if he had never drawn the As card. As if he had never drawn the card. Oh, okay. Well and it was worded. funny because he didn't say, because actually um, Lewis pointed out, because Andy did not say, I wish uh, Tobias had never drawn a card. He said, come back as if he hadn't drawn it. So Lewis was like, I only drew the card because Tobias drew a card. So if Tobias had never drawn a card, it could have reversed Lewis's thing too. Sure. But the way Andy phrased it, Lewis still drew his card. So I so the question stands, what was the second wish? I'd like this entire party to be teleported to Charles Xavier. <laughs> Remember your MacGuffin character yes. that you were hunting? Yeah, you so, still you're still in the game. So, <laughs> yeah. I have not played in this game for uh, like three a year years. and a half, two years. <laughs> so the whole we ended the session with the whole party going pop and vanishing and we'll open with them in the presence of this Charles Xavier. Oh my goodness! So, dun, dun, dun. yeah, pretty much way to way to run the the cards, guys. Oh, yeah. it was it was funny, and was he really... didn't force it because it was an app. Oh, there, there's a there's a there's a, a deck, deck of many things app generator, generator. on uh, on Wizards of the Coast. Wow! So it's I, right there. I went. I am looking for like physical copies. I would like to have that. The yeah. deck of many. Well, things. I told him about yours. Yeah, you say you can borrow mine. I want one for mine, myself. I mine, mine has an extra card in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Like I think the, it's called the asshole. The asshole. Yeah. The asshole. The yeah. There's a picture. Uh, yeah, Barry had made for me a deck of many things, and it's the actual deck. It's beautiful, but he had an extra card with my face on it that says the asshole. Yep. <laughs> it's very <is> glorious. Nice. <laughs> and he's a guy who becomes your friend and a valued member of the party and then stabs you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I will be drawing... Multiple times, all the time. I it, like that. It, it, can it, can it, it really be him stabbing you in the back if you see it coming the whole time? Well, dude, have you played games with Todd? 
Yeah, but you guys always suspect that he's going to betray you. And, and he then, always does. And then you're always surprised when he does. In no, fact, but I don't surprise. Not surprised. In fact, it's it's so bad that it's almost a betrayal when it doesn't happen. Yeah, really. <laughs> End the game and you're looking at him like, what, what, what's, what, you're when is this going to happen now? I still remember Pitt. Fuck you and goddamn Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> did we ever recount the pit story? I, yeah, I think we I did a few we have, years yeah. ago. I mean, yeah. it happened. It's a worth lot. recounting. Okay, let's. Uh... Pit is a is a stock exchange game essentially. You a card have, game. You have a card game, and you have a handful of cards, and you have commodities: corn, barley, um, uh, oats, uh, honey, yeah. wheat, wheat, yeah. and, and sugar, very, wheat. Very, Coffee. Various commodities, and you're doing an exchange. And what you're doing is a, somebody rings a bell, and you start bidding. It's like I have two, I have two trade for two. And what you're doing is you're trading your commodities with someone else because you want to get a full hand that's all the same commodity. It's very loud and frantic. And yes, back it's and very forth. crazy. You have to trade if you do two or three. You have to trade all the same commodities. So, like, if you have three barley that you want to get rid of, you're like, trade three, three, three. And then someone else is, uh, you know, I got three, I got three. And hopefully, like, maybe they'll trade you three coffee. And coffee is what you're trying to get the monopoly in. Because then as soon as your hand is full of all of the same uh, <clears throat> commodity, commodity, you ring the bell, total up your points. Now, listeners, get this. So, 20 minutes go by. This is a long betting frenzy. Go We're going. It's now, just everyone. The normal game of pit takes five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. quick. It, it, it's, it's fast. It's furious. It's crazy. It breaks tables. Yes. And mm. um, <laughs> it's just insane. But it, it's it's very, very frantic and very quick. A round is very, very quick. And we were going like two, two. And then slowly people were dropping out like, what the fuck is going one, on? And one, then one, one, and then, one. And then only like two people were trading and then no one was trading. And then we're all looking at each other. And he starts laughing. Todd just starts dying. Because that son of a bitch took one of every single commodity and the two wild cards. And the two wild cards, the bull and the bear. And then he sat on his hand and didn't do any other training. And, and you sat there for several minutes, not oh, even Oh, a training. long time. Yeah, I just, just kind of watched because, you know, everyone's yelling, so no one's paying attention that you're not yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and to win, you have to have a hand full of one commodity. Everybody was down to, what is it, eight cards total? It's something like that. Everyone had seven one, yeah, yeah. had seven plus one card they didn't need, but if they couldn't exchange it for that winning card. I'd be one, 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 and Matt would be one, and we'd trade, and we still didn't have the winning hand. Right, because I had kept one of each card and just smiled a lot. Douchebag. <laughs> Douchebag. And then, yeah, I started laughing. Then I said, okay, one, who... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the greatest. But the second greatest moment in our in our pit history is, of course, the celebrated one <laughs> one when uh, when Andy rings the bell, Professor Big, and he lays down his hand, and it's like, oh my God, Andy got wheat, 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 wheat. Wait, what what is that? A coffee? What what? Uh, oh, and Andy's like, oh, sorry, and he puts up his hand, and everybody starts bidding again, <laughs> two, 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 one, 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 and. <laughs> And Andy's Professor. like one, and <laughs> it was worse. I had the oh, you had the the, the bull the, or the bear, whichever one you're not supposed to end up yeah. with. The bear, and you're the trying bear. to trade, 
And you were like, and, and even Steve was like, oh, one. And he turns to you, and then he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, then, and then pretty soon you just hear this, one, one. Because no one wants to trade with Andy. Yeah. get rid of his card. There's two wild cards. Well, no, there's the bear and the bull. The bear yeah. and the bull. And one can act as a wild card, and the other one is just a... It's just a, a lose, right? Yeah. The 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 bull the bull as a wild card. The bear is just a you can't win card. Yeah. Thing with you have yeah. To have if you're yeah. stuck with when the bell is rung and somebody lays down their hand. If you're stuck with the bear, you're you're fucked. Or the bull. That mm-hmm. actually, if you're stuck with the bull, you're yes, you you worth. can. Yeah, it's really you win with the bull. It's a bonus. But if you're not win, if you don't win and you have the bull, it's a penalty. Very, very yeah. cray cray. It's probably really confusing if you've never played. Pitch. I know. Yeah. Like, there's so many people. I hope that they enjoyed the story just because of one, one, <laughs> one. And, and, and Todd being a douche. <laughs> but and yeah, then, so I mean, if, if Jesus Christ, we even did a fucking murder mystery at Barry's house one time, and Todd was the motherfucking murderer. He's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, good Christ! It just falls in my lap. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. So I've just learned to enjoy it. Fucking yeah. insane. God damn it. Need to play Betrayal on Haunted Hill with you, man. Right? When we played Battlestar Galaska, Galactica, I was the Cylon. He's this, oh, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> it just person. fell in my lap. <laughs> How the hell do you stack that deck? What else do you do, guys? I've, uh, I've started watching The Flash again. Huh. Cause I'm, I, I was like, okay, I gotta bull through this, cause Barry's bad decisions are just, I gotta, and it was really funny, cause I went back, cause I remember talking to you guys, God, he just keeps making bad decisions, and I haven't been able to finish the series, and I realized I hadn't even gotten through the first episode of season three. Mm. Oh, it's, is that I, the Severus one? Uh, <clears throat> um, am I a season behind now? Uh, you might be. This oh, is post shit. Flashpoint, or this is Flashpoint. Okay. And the, the first episode is the Flashpoint episode, and I, I didn't even finish that episode. And I was like, oh, okay, I better I better roll through this. It's still fun. Wait, spoilers. I have seen that. You have or haven't? I have. Wait, wait the okay. spoilers, you've, you have watched it? I, That's the spoiler? Well, no, I just said the bad guy's Severus. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except you still said it wrong, so you really haven't spoiled okay, it. All right, cool. There you go. Yeah, he's it, it, Matt is still the ultimate spoiler. Mm. I still remember that green arrow where it's like, oh my god, it's like Slade Wilson's dead. Slade Wilson's dead? <laughs> spoilers, dude, spoilers. Well, what? It's like in the third episode. Oh, third episode? Yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Yo, you. Double spoilers. <laughs> god. So, um, well, and the thing, I guess their, their little plot MacGuffin is, is still this, I've got a secret I'm not telling everybody, you know? And That's that, oh, poor me, oh, I shouldn't yeah. have done that. Uh, oh. Yeah. oh, why didn't you tell us? And, and right. every, every episode is somebody, oh, I knew about this, but I didn't want anybody to worry about me. Oh, well, you got to trust us. And it's like, oh my God, you guys, you're beating this into the ground. Mm. I like the cast. It's very charming. And I mean, a lot of the, the I mean, the stories involving villains and stuff are are still entertaining and fun. But this, what, is the soap opera is yeah, that the soap opera nature of it is okay, except for this damn everyone. Oh, somebody has to have a fucking secret and is just not telling people. 
it, it it's just getting a little crazy. Well, I mean, it's the same formula on Arrow as well. So I yeah, mean, I know, it's just... and it's just but Arrow's murdery. It's got that going for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, uh, the new Harrison uh, HR, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that was fun because that actor they 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 gave him something to do. So that that's actually been kind of cool. Yeah, so, you'll, yeah, you'll really like him in next season. <clears throat> yeah. So mm-hmm. it, but. Yeah, that that oh the the whole everybody's got got their secrets thing is just it's like for God's sakes, guys. It's funny because you 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 sit there and you look at it, and especially as you get older in life, you're like, I don't think this collection of relationships would last through <laughs> all the violations of trust. Because there just comes a point when you're like, oh fuck, yeah. so. That's the nature of your 20s, though. You make a lot of bad decisions yeah, and then hopefully are. learn from them. That's true. Could That could be my frustration with youth. But Damn millennials. Damn Get them. Get on my lawn. Stop eating your toast with avocado on it. Get out of my tree. <laughs> <laughs> we all made our fair share of bad decisions in our 20s. Uh, I mean. yeah. And 30s. And 40s. And yeah. 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 Oh, anyway. yeah. 50s. But I had great decisions when I was seven. There you go. Best uh, decisions I ever made. Boy, yeah. the wonder years. Chocolate chip cookies and secret squirrel on Saturday morning. Yeah. <sighs> secret squirrel. Should I make chocolate milk or regular milk? Yes. Mm. And you fill the quick three quarters of the way. Oh, yes. The powder with a little bit of milk on the top and a spoon. And you stir it real quick because <laughs> nope. once the parents notice, it's already made. <laughs> so. I was going to say, it's pretty much sludge at that point. Yes, isn't it? that's why you have the spoon. You eat the sludge. And it's so fun because you're sitting there going... This sucks. <laughs> but you finish it. Yes. Because I made this. Yes. I'm My question is, it. why did you even bother eating, adding the milk? I mean, Well, because the powder. You know, it's, it's like powder. cinnamon. It's powder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the cinnamon it's, challenge. I, I know a lot of freaking dye, man. My sister used to just eat the powder straight. Well, your sister's crazy. <laughs> Known other people that have done it too. I had a girlfriend. No, sl- you want the sludge. You want that, that mixture, that, that top layer where the two have met. And then that's just the did, the most did, wonderful goop. Did you ever have it where you you dump the powder in second, not first, and so it it falls in in a clump and yes. forms the shell? Yes. And then and then like you'll at one point while you're drinking, it like hits your mouth and then it breaks yeah, yeah. open. Yeah, it explodes. And, and you just in get the face. powder. Yes. <laughs> the greatest wow. chemistry experiment. The milk meniscus. I had a girlfriend in college. <laughs> Oh, good lord. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Jeff named an episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Milk meniscus. I had a girlfriend in college who used to drink um, Jello, unhardened Jello. She'd mix up the Jello like it was Kool Aid and drink it. That was her thing. Ooh. Huh. I guess hmm. that's okay. It sounds, initially, it sounds dangerous, but I guess it's not. Did she at least add the sugar? I think she was using the pre sugared stuff. Okay, because yeah. I had an aunt one time that made Jello for <laughs> we had our our little family get together. Mm. She forgot to put the sugar in there. Oh, that's nice. It was not the healthiest Jello ever. There you go. <laughs> Always yeah, room for really Jello, was, but mm. wow, it was just like something's wrong. Without with the this. sugar, it just tastes like horse hoof. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Anything Connective else, guys? Tissue. Mind blown when they came out with the strawberry, not just chocolate, but strawberry, like Jello. Stra- no. Quick. Uh, quick. Oh, I'm wow. Quick. Okay. Bounce back there for yeah, a second. It's Thank not you. good, but it was like, wow, two. It's fine. There's two different flavors. Mm. Oh, God. That's like. <clears throat> what? It's like a couple weeks ago when we moved the desk in, 
And then you took us all out for a drink afterward. Mm. We went to TGI Fridays, and this is Major Matt Lewis, his offspring, Matt, Andy, myself. And we're sitting at the TGI Fridays, and the woman, come, the girl comes up to take our order. And one of my favorite things there are the shakes. Okay. And I used to get the chocolate banana shake, but they don't have banana anymore. And I'm like, so you've got, you've, you've got chocolate and you've got strawberry. And she's like, yes, we do. And I went, well, could I get them mixed together? And she gave me a motherfucking look and went, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh wow! It was weird. It was weird. And when she left, I think was she kind it? of invented active bitch face. <laughs> yeah, she was not happy. She was like, "This motherfucker, oh right? Oh my god! You can't get a beer like this guy and this guy." Oh <laughs> like, wow! Do you think this is a mixology bar, you she, mother? And, and it was like, and I think the guys I couldn't see, but I thought like Lewis was looking, and he said that she didn't even make the shake. But she wasn't happy to take the fucking order. Oh, oh wow. my god, it was so funny and and dude, that was ice cold. Okay, yeah. it was just yeah. man. I'll tell you one of the the cruel things that uh, my parents, well, my mom did when I was a kid is that uh, my dad loved the Ovaltine, which is the malted chocolate. Ah, yes. So my They're mom good had for you quick. My mom had bought god this a, a bunch of this, and I you know I remember I was pretty little. I was like. What's that? She says, "Oh, it's 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 like chocolate milk. It's not like chocolate milk to a young kid." Yeah, you know? no. I mean, you appreciate it more when you get older because you got that that malt flavor as well as the sweet and the the chocolate and the milk. But when you're a kid and you're expecting Nestle Quick and you get Ovaltine, <laughs> yep. it's bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember. But the I, first it's like Nestle. I vividly remember my mom going, "Oh, it's just it's just like chocolate milk." Oh, you, okay. Speaking of the season, mom, we're coming something's up wrong on. with this. <clears throat> you had a Ralphie moment, didn't you? Yeah. Drink your Ovaltine. Dude, what the it. fuck, <laughs> <laughs> dude? That's what moms do. All right. Yes. But when I was in like third grade or something like around that time, the kids on the bus called me gay. So I went home and said, "Mom, what's gay?" And she goes. Gay means you're happy. Yeah. Right? So I went back thing. on the bus the next day and probably proclaimed to everyone that I was gay. Yep. <laughs> While skipping on the main aisle, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what moms do. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They do. We can all agree, though, that Yoohoo was an aberration. I'm sorry? I like Yoohoo. Oh, you, 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 you can sit down, Mr. Yoohoo is awesome. Yoo-hoo. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Just what is the, wrong with not, you people? Not the oh, strawberry you. Oh, oh, whatever, odd man out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never had Yoohoo, so I'm with you. All right, excellent. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not with you. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. I, I'm over here by myself in my own camp. Okay. Yeah, so what if you I, saved his ass in D&D? I, I would suggest having you try it, but somehow Andy would manage to spill it on you. Mm. So... <laughs> and it would never come out. Try it on your own, Yoohoo, sometime. It's tasty. It's like milkshakes if it was a chemical. <laughs> if it was a chemical? Mm. Oh. Hey, I watched The Founder. Milkshakes are a chemical. Yeah. Mm. Everyone knows this. For the Geek Shock Book Club, the graphic novel chosen is Claws, K-L-A-U-S, by Grant Morrison, the darker sword and sorcery version of yeah. that the Santa Claus. Claus. Klaus. Klaus. Yes. Yes. Santa with a sword. Yes. So we will start talking about that on the Geek Shock Facebook page, well, the Geek Shock Book Club Facebook page, on the 8th of so, this month. So it's about the fish on American Dad? Yes. Oh, okay. 
I said that right. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, I want to yes, make sure yes. that I don't want there to be yes, any confusion. Sure. All right. Anything else before we continue on, gentlemen? I don't nope. know. We've spent like an hour on this, so <laughs> maybe there won't be any hot talk shit about. Hmm? Yeah. No, there's probably one right there. I see. You, it. you think there might be one? I think think there might oh. be two. Oh boy. Oh. There might be more. Mm. News you don't give a shit about. Yeah! Oh, that was that rather was extra long. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> it's apparently a protracted news you don't give a shit about. That's a good point. What was meant to be a major release for EA Games is now turning into a financial nightmare. Oh, Yay. I care about this. EA stock has taken a hit, according to reports Wednesday, with industry watchers pegging the company's poor performance to complaints over the pay-to-play controversy plaguing Star Wars Battlefront 2. Quote, EA stock is down 8.5% month-to-date through Tuesday compared with the S&P 500's 2% gain, wiping out $3.1 billion of shareholder value, unquote. Wow. This is from CNBC. Adding that the company's key rivals, Take Two and Activision Blizzard, have seen their shares jump 5% and 0.7% respectively during the same time frame. Uh, EA's responses were apparently not enough to save game sales when Battlefront 2 was released on November 17th. For instance, physical sales in the UK fell 61%, while the title hasn't even earned a place on Amazon's best selling games list. When you take into account that Black Friday was only six days after the launch, that's not a good sign. Uh, YouTube gamers, critics, and journalists are also voicing their opinions, of course, on this issue, offering up ways companies can avoid controversies like this in the future. Quote, I don't think they will ever completely remove their loot box systems, uh, the Angry Joe Show's Joe Vargas told CNBC. The best course of action would be to keep it to cosmetic and bonus pieces for only the games where it makes sense instead of this recently insulting shotgun cash-grab approach to stuffing all their major major titles with it. Majel? Majel. Majel Barrett. Majel Barrett. Yeah. All right. Star Trek connection. Uh, The market will only handle so much, unquote. Uh, The entire EA fiasco could not have come at a worse time for the company, which was no doubt hoping to capitalize on the release of The Last Jedi this uh, month. Instead, yeah. it's now staring down a PR and financial debacle that's dampened the fervor for its most anticipated release of the season. I want Disney to kick in that with what they're doing lately with the, um, you know, cutting down the IPs and whatever. With the, I want them to kick in the A door and be like, that's ours. Fuck you. You know what? Can that happen? I, I mean, don't know. It could be something in the contract there. It could. Depends how those contracts are written up. Yeah, I was, uh, and knowing Disney, there probably is a clause for that. There probably is an sure. escape clause, sure. Yeah, that's crazy, prof- too, because they were projecting a major profit for the quarter, and now they're looking at one of their biggest losses in history of the company. I'm glad there is a backlash to the whole pay-to-play for $60 games. Yeah. That is a ridiculous notion that has been ramping up over time. And I'm glad that people are standing up saying no more. Bubble had to burst at some point. Yeah, well, it's... Well, it's a model that's worked for them for so long... <sighs> sure. ...that they were banking on it working on this game. And then it came out, and people threw a major fit because they don't have the time to put into it to, to level up. So people were buying all these loot crates. Now, and- <clears throat> is this... Um- since I don't play these types of games very much, 
Is this a matter uh, purely of money, or is it a fairness issue because people can buy stuff? Uh, oh. It's 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 a little it's of both. both. Yeah, uh, and now they have been taking, and they're saying they're taking more measures. Now they've made. Uh, the daily bonus that you get just for playing they've tripled that so you, you get credits easier so it doesn't take as long to buy the items <clears> but <throat> uh but yeah when it first started it was oh you want to be better than the next guy well here loot crates they uh you can buy these you get random add-ons for your guy and make your guy better faster and that too and the more and the more you put the more money you give us the random. more of these you get Random, so that it's almost like collectible card game. Well, it, and, uh, and that's just it. It adds a gambling aspect to it. And now, uh, because of the complaints, there mm. are uh, certain governments. Look, I know the Belgian government is looking yeah, into it. Yeah, the EU was talking that this is some form of gambling. Yeah, German yeah. too. German government as well. So they're looking at even a stronger backlash uh, than just the fans. Shocked, shocked from gambling in this game. <laughs> Yeah, it. I well, yeah. I mean, sixty dollars. It's weird because, I mean, I, I yeah. I don't play these games. Stuff like this is kind of sort of the reason why I don't. But also, I just uh, well, especially since I got a three sixty. I don't even have the you know X Bone and yeah. or PS Four. So I'm happy that it, it's happening. And next, next, I want to go down would be um, the pre order bullshit. But the. I think if they would have just stuck with the, it's reskinned Battlefield, and Battlefield being their military shooter that has very specific obje- uh, objectives, objectives on each map, mm-hmm. yeah, and just give it the Star Wars skin, and I think that would have been a lot of fun. That's kind of what I w- wanted going into it. Wasn't that sort of like Battlefront One, uh, or I mean, because yeah, I, Battlefront One, yeah, because Andy and I tried that at Scotts uh, once, and yeah. it. it I, we had fun. I yeah. mean, it was cool. Um, but uh, And those maps, they are fun. But right. because there is this whole system where, well, you can use these points to buy super souped up heroes. And if you've spent money on these loot loot boxes, so these gambling boxes, and got awesome things from them, then your, your heroes are even better than this guy's heroes. And so if you win in a head-to-head battle, guess who's going to win? It sucks. Mm-hmm. So the the idea is there, but it's ruined because of uh, overpowered heroes. Wow! All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so well then, I hope the rest of the industry learns a lesson from this. Please. Be nice, and I hope they don't forget about it after Christmas. Like you know, oh well. Well, yeah. It well, slowly and I mean, I think part of the the danger is you know everybody doing the the corporate people doing a post mortem and looking at it is okay. How what better job could we have done rolling this out and selling it to the public as opposed to just go okay let's not do this well and one of the biggest concerns right now is they're saying that if this microtransaction system goes away what other system are they going to replace it with because these companies are making extra money off of a game that they that these other game designers aren't doing so they're not going to just give away that extra revenue stream, they're going to replace it with something. They're not just going to eliminate right, sure. it. Sure, and I th- and I think that uh, what is the uh, the Angry Joe show yeah. uh, that I have no issue with offering skins, yeah. cosmetic things, mm-hmm. uh, different looking weapons that aren't necessarily more powerful, but you know, if you want to spend a little money to bling up your characters a little bit, I have no issue with that. 
but where I have the issue is where you spend the money and it makes your your character better than somebody else. Right. That's where I have the issue with it. Sure. And I think that's where a lot of the other people are standing. So, well, Mike, but, but yeah, if you do cosmetic, go yeah. I mean, I've hated this concept since, since Magic the Gathering. I'm sorry. I've hated this concept since Magic the Gathering. The whole idea of buying yourself a better hand. I I can see that to an extent, but they have especially when it first started. When it first started, that part that part of it was really bad. But now they've really kind of balanced that out. So the way that it starts with kind of pre-built decks, and you can add on to that. If it's about getting a lucky draw when it comes down to it. And one of my favorite decks was the red deck, and it was one of the cheapest ones. Yeah. Mighty bolts, direct damage, all that. They were like five cents a card, and you could go to town on someone who spent ridiculous amount of money just because of just the way the design, uh, the deck was design, designed. There you go. See, Andy? So, yeah. It depends. That, I about, see what you're saying, but there's other ways around that. Sure. There used to be overpowered cards, but they've balanced all those out. In fact, those cards are now illegal in uh, tournament play. Tournament play, yeah. So... No black border, like, huh? Time walk, black lotus, black lotus. Yeah, absolutely. Black lotus. Twenty grand for that card. Yeah, wish Outlawed. I still had it. Yeah. Uh, what you, was wait, it? Wait, wait, you say you wish you still had it? Mm-hmm. I had them all too. Oh wait, you're are you the story? Of the, I don't know. The Did you uh, spill the, something the, on it. I had a black lotus, or uh, we had a black lotus story a couple months ago. It was probably we? me. I. I I've played the game. Uh, my buddy and I both bought a couple decks. I got Black Lotus. I didn't care for the game. I said, eh, take the cards. Oh, no. <laughs> Even Jeff is going, yeah, that mustard and oh, no. <laughs> wow. I'm speechless. This when the game just came, this when the game just came out. You know? I have sure, them too somewhere. Been... I don't know where they are. I, I feel you. I, I gave away a time walk the same way, of course. Man, mine's I don't a, wish mine's a $200 card versus a $10,000 <laughs> 20, 20, 20. 20 what? 20 grand. What was? Black Lotus. Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I had one too. I had one too. to sell. So we had 40 grand between the two of us. Wow. You know. Mine's in a box somewhere. I have no idea where. Oh, you actually, you actually ex- exist still somewhere? Uh, the house where it's at is gone. Oh. So, like, it's got lost in the move. Oh. Dude, I bet you fuckface has it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Soda out the nose, folks. We have soda out the nose. That's I a story that, we'll get into some I told other time. that story. Yeah, yeah. This that was a couple years ago. We had uh we had a uh, Thanksgiving game night at my house and uh, Paulette and Matt are always very generous and they do it up and they, they make turkey or they'll make big ham or you know them. So they come in and they have a big box, a cardboard box, a moving box full of food, including a ham that we threw in the, you know, Paulette threw in the oven and did up and everything. When we were done and uh, leftovers were parceled out and stuff, the box was left behind because it was garbage. So I threw the box in the backyard next to the garbage cans. I actually had that thing sitting there for a year it sat next to my garbage can because i would like put clippings and okay. and stuff in there and then i would use that to dump into the garbage can sure and so one day i'm like this thing has been rained on it's dilapidated the corrugated cardboard is coming apart it's time to just throw this fucker away 
And I pick up the box and I look at it and there's Matthew Marshall, blah, 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 address and everything. And oh, it was a moving box. That's interesting. This is what might moved in. And I look at the, All I'm just, Canada. I'm yeah. going to bust it up to break it down. And I flip it over and on the bottom <laughs> is written, bottom, fuck face. <laughs> And I was like, ah, somebody was a little on edge when they were packing <laughs> to move. <laughs> and then the box stayed in my backyard for another several months because I'm like, I've got to show this to Matt before I throw it out. And I kept forgetting. And then finally one time Matt came over early and I was like, oh, dude. I, I you, and it was, But it was so goddamn funny. <laughs> Bottom. Fuck face. <laughs> So I bet your fuckface has the card. Yeah, probably. News you don't give a shit about. The Star's TV adaptation of Neil Gaiman's American Gods has parted ways with the two men who brought the show to the screen. Showrunners Brian Fuller and Michael Green have left the series ahead of its second season. Fuller and Green adapted Gaiman's modern dark fantasy novel for television and ran the first season earning critical raves and enough views to secure a second year early on. But Fuller and Green informed the cast that they were exiting the series, reportedly due to budget issues and, my favorite, creative differences with Fremantle Media. The production company behind the expensive, it's $10 million per episode. Holy shit. Yeah, expensive show. Uh, most of the scripts for season two uh, have apparently been written, American Gods has been one of Star's biggest success stories with nearly 1 million viewers watching its premiere last April 30th live with another 4 million checking it out via delayed viewing or through other platforms. Show stars Ian McShane is Mr. Wednesday, a.k.a. the god Odin, who employs an ex-con named Shadow Moon as his personal bodyguard when a war between the old gods of myth and the new gods of modern society, media, and technology begins brewing across America. This is the second high-profile series that Fuller has exited in the past year. He also left Star Trek Discovery during development and early production of that show, citing his duties on American Gods as one of the reasons for his departure. As for the future, Fuller is developing the Am Amazing Stories revival, uh, while Green, who wrote or co-wrote Logan, Murder on the Orient Express, and Blade Runner 2049 for the big screen this year, has other TV projects in the works. And season two of American Gods is slated to premiere uh, mid-2018. So once again, Fuller yeah. has left for creative differences. I don't know. And again, I can't say I have only seen the first episode of Discovery. I know Jeff enjoyed the rest of the season, so they, yeah. they obviously yeah. recovered. Yeah. I mean, I've got to remember to cancel that, though, because... <laughs> It works. <laughs> it does. It CBS executives are lighting their cigars with hundreds going, thank you, Jeff. That's not just me, though. I, I, I know a couple other people that have well, forgot yeah, to do that, too. Well, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. It's just terrible. Yeah, you start it up, you forget about it, and the, the charge is, you know, what is it, about seven bucks? Uh, it's, it's only five ninety nine. Oh. $5.99 a month, so it's not there like one that you know hits you financially it's not on the radar. It's a gym membership. That's a good point. Are you canceling it now? Is that what you're doing? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> he's got a phone in his hand, folks. Yeah, he's going for it. He's taking it out. Oh, man. News you don't give a shit about. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is being released on December 20th, but 
If you're an Amazon Prime member, you won't have to wait as long. According to Variety, cinema goers with Amazon Prime will be able to see Welcome to the Jungle on December 8th, which is 12 days in advance of those without. Primers can purchase up to 10 tickets in 1,000 participating theaters across the country, which include Regal, AMC, Arclight Cinemas, and National Amusements. Uh, good news for those that have purchased Amazon Prime for everyone else raises some concerns. In order to see the film early, of course, you have to purchase Amazon Prime. It's uh, $10.99 a month. Uh, for those concerned with privacy, it also gives Amazon another data point for your spending habits. And for a company that traffics in data as much as it does shoes and books, that's valuable. Looking ahead, uh, this partnership is only the latest deal that's been cut among streaming services and studios. It's already a million-dollar business to battle over streaming rights, and Netflix is actually debuting a big-screen-caliber film next month straight to its streaming service, uh, a film called Bright, I believe. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one with Will Smith, right? Yeah. Uh, Disney is already building its own streaming service, which will almost certainly cut Netflix millions of viewers off from the, the cinematic universe uh, of Marvel and Pixar and anything related to Star Wars. It would be a simple enough for other media companies to build their own walled garden, and the streaming landscape stands to get a whole lot more complicated. So now the streaming services are now affecting the theatrical run. Mm. So, I, I, I mean, this one thing is Jumanji, and I don't care so much about Jumanji. Well, that's, that's what bothers me about it is it's a kid's movie, and you've got the kids who are going to be clamoring to see it. So Sure. but what? Sorry, you can't see it. We don't have Amazon Prime, little Billy. And not only that, but is this the first, if this is successful, is this the first salvo in a long run of these? Meaning that if you have Disney streaming service, will you get to see Star Wars two weeks prior before it's showing? And if so, are spoilers going to be an issue now with uh, social media even more? I think that's like, isn't that kind of the the major issue? Because it's like, it's early. It's not like it's exclusive. Right. You know, I uh, I'm an Amazon Prime member, so sure. I could actually oh, I'll do that and go see Jumanji early. I don't care. But and if 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 someone else was, it wasn't kill me that I actually it wouldn't kill me that I actually had the weight. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It, I don't always see things on the first night anyway, so I got to avoid spoilers anyhow. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's different split. between first night and two weeks. Yeah, but that two weeks is for members of something. It's not like it's not like you not seeing it. You're part of a tiny minority versus this huge horde that got it before you. It's it's actually kind of the opposite. See what I'm saying? It's like for regular Star Wars. If mm-hmm. Star Wars coming out in a couple weeks, right? If you had to wait until the end of December, you that would suck. Because mm-hmm. everyone else is going out there. But a special exclusive, I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much. That's like, okay. Still so, going to get spoilers. So, yeah. so Stephen Colbert, you know, he, he saw Star Wars originally two weeks before all of us. You know, because, you, oh, you, you heard that story? No. Oh. Colbert actually, as a kid, won a contest and saw Star oh. Wars two weeks before it was actually gotcha. officially released. And he actually made that proud pronouncement. How sure, but this isn't like a a that small of a group. This isn't a contest winner thing. If you are Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and there are plenty of people that subscribe to Amazon Prime, sure, that and you can you know get buy up to ten tickets for your friends or whatever. That's not an insignificant amount of people. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I, I do knowing all the people I follow on on Twitter or whatnot. Right. And I and I know plenty of like when a movie comes out, you got to be very careful about what you see on the internet. It's going to open that up to a lot more people. So I'm just saying, I don't like it. Hmm. I, I don't like the idea of if I now have to subscribe to five different streaming services. Oh, I don't like that. In order to affect my movie viewing. Right. So I don't like that connected at all. Yeah. We, we need a... Eventually, the with the balkanization of streaming, we need an EA moment <laughs> where there's a massive revolt and it all falls apart. It'll happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, the balkanization cannot survive. It's how it will reconglomerate. Yeah. After it has fractured into infinitesimal portions, that'll be the, well. But there's the there's no incentive for them to to break it up because it's. You've got all this vertical integration right now. You've got, you know, Comcast bought NBC Universal right. and is making a major deal with Verizon, I think it is now, to have all of that included. And it just, I mean, you know, Sprint just partnered up with Hulu, but AT&T trying to buy Time Warner so that they can have your AT&T cell for service, DirecTV, and all this movie production and then uh, Disney I, getting Fox stuff. Well, that, that's a little bit different in the sense that they're not going to buy Fox Studios per se, mm -hmm. but they're going to buy their assets. And I think Disney really wants it mostly because they want to get all the Marvel properties right. back. They want to have all of them under one roof. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's like I said, there's just no incentive. And if the government's not going to come in and try to say, hey, there's far too much consolidation of all these different media outlets. And I think a lot of these smaller startup ones were watching what would happen with CBS's All Access yeah. and saying, well, is this going to be a success? The answer is yes, it was. In fact, CBS has, I think, now announced four other properties just for CBS well, All Access. Well, and CBS wasn't even the first. I mean, Hulu had... Uh, was Thanks it? a lot, Jeff. What? For not canceling your CBS. <laughs> Part of the problem. There you go. I was going to say Hulu right has switched to pay only a while back, um, which is why I stopped using it. It's, just, it's funny because when I was signing in um, to it the other day, it says, this account already exists. I'm like, oh, it does? And I had to remember what my password was from years ago. But I mean, you know, they had uh, the, was it 122263? Mm -hmm. They had that one. Oh, yeah. They, you know, so they, they weren't Man, the first to do it. Yeah, one of them. They had a few different series that were already pay production exclusives prior to CBS doing this. It's just CBS is just and the don't they also have one. the Handmaid's Tale? Uh, is yeah. that and, and that was yeah. super critically regarded. Yeah, but that yeah. was that was more recent. But but yeah, Still. yeah. So I mean, it's the like I said, there's just no incentive for them well, to not and, and do it. I think the incentive will be that eventually the the market will not sustain it. That. Not well, everybody is going to be able to get every single streaming service. Sure, and and these are just the ones that are way up front. If you want yeah. to see how many streaming services there are on there, go on to Amazon Video and see how many channels that you can add because those channels are all different streaming services yeah. that you can apply toward your Amazon Video watching. Right. Yep. Ones that aren't owned by Amazon that are already independent streaming services. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. CBS All Access has a thing where it asks you if you want to add Showtime for like another six bucks a month or whatever. So 
Um, and I think if I remember, Hulu had one that asked if you wanted to add on all these other different yeah, same thing streaming that. networks. Yep. And I'm just there. So, yeah. I mean, well, who's next? Netflix is going to start offering streaming add-ons. I mean, if they want to compete, I guess they're going to have to start paying other companies to say, hey, I know we had your content before. Can we add it back in? <laughs> and let's add the destruction of net neutrality to all this, and let's yeah. watch the fireworks. Yeah. Yep. Dumb. Weekend Geek! Yay. Although I'm kind of beaten by that. <laughs> yeah, news, that, so. was a, that was a puncher. Oof. That's a puncher. Well, these first two are on the fence anyway, so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll ease you in. I'll ease you in. Don't worry, we'll get it. I'm we'll, telling you. I'll, I'll kiss you on the neck before first. Before when I was talking about... You know, you're talking about the good decisions when you were seven, and I talked about chocolate chip cookies and Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I went into a little reverie there and remembered it wasn't actually chocolate chip cookies, and I had to look up what it was. And what I used to eat on Saturday mornings was You called, had to look up what you ate on Saturday morning? Because they don't exist anymore. Ah. Burry's Fudge Town Cookies. Oh, my God. Oh. If I could get me some Burry's Fudge Town Cookies right now and hide in a corner from all this bullshit, I'd be so happy. <laughs> So is the title my, of the episode going to be Andy's Fudge Town Cookies? Might I suggest a channel called Plush Time Wins? It's very, very nice and cathartic. It's fun kids playing ticket games. It's beautiful. Jeff, if, it's you, gonna, can, it's, if you can get past her squeaky voice. It's going to be burying in Andy's Fudge Town. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Dark Knight writer David S. Goyer is the latest name currently in talks to take the helm of Sony's rebooted Masters of the Universe film. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not working properly. Sorry. <laughs> Goyer is said to have written the most recent draft of the script, and Sony Pictures has set a potential release date of December 18th, 2019. Oh, God. The project has been in development since 2009, and earlier this year, you may recall hearing Charlie Angel's filmmaker McGee's name being tossed into that hat. Now, Wait, that's, that's his big credit now? We're going Charlie's Angels? That's, that's McGee's That's the biggest big thing that he's okay. done. All right. And that was, what, 15 years ago? Sure. Because that was what... Uh, Terminator Salvation? Yeah. Yeah. McG. Fuck him. Now all eyes, are, all eyes are on Goyer to breathe new life into the franchise. Started out, as, of course, as the Mattel toy and successful animated series that run from 1983 to 85. Goyer. He what? He Well, Goyer directed the third... Third what? The third uh, Blade movie, I think. The one everyone hates? Yeah. Okay. But he... <laughs> But I believe he wrote the first uh, couple as well. He he wrote the Dark Knight uh, yeah, he, trilogy. Uh, he's a he's, good writer. He's got writing credit. Oh come yeah. on! Blade Three had Ryan Reynolds in it. <laughs> okay, yes, it, it was just a ter- The villain was terrible, and it just yeah yeah yeah. So for those who are wondering, wow. it was Matt not being able to operate the ice machine as the off screen. No, the ice machine actually has a piece that <laughs> broke off of it. So now uh, I got to get that repaired. When did that happen? Last week. Oh. Any, but besides the ice machine, anybody want to talk about something with the Master of the Universe, for God's sake? No, uh, Paul's not here. We don't care. Don't care. You know, it's a, all right. <clears throat> It'll be, you know, hey. You, it's better than McG. Just, just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, my theory, if you approach the property with the seriousness of the audience, the target audience of the original source material, the serious of that audience, I think you can totally, you can do anything with anything. And it would be really so, interesting. To unlike see. what they did to your beloved Land of the Lost. 
Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So <laughs> turned it into a goofy hour and a half mm-hmm. ride of. Although the puns. mosquito scene, I enjoy. I, I laughed at the mosquito. Oh, oh, we saw that at the yeah, the, we did cheap the, theater. The cheap theater. Yep. But Come still on, wasn't, still wasn't worth it. Will Will Not Ferrell really. yeah. pass, <laughs> passing through the digestive system of the T Rex wasn't yeah, uh, uh, wasn't uh, your favorite part? No, yeah, no. I, actually, the 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 mosquito just draining the blood and getting bigger and bigger, and and Will Ferrell just, oh, I'm so tired now. You know, that was that's pretty cute. But yeah, we did. We we stepped out of there, and I think you said that, didn't you? You were like, "This is the first time I've ever." Wanted my money back at the Dollar Theater. <laughs> <laughs> On top of the number of other Harley Quinn projects in various stages of development. All Harley Quinn, all the time. Actress Margot Robbie now says she's been working on a solo film for the character as well, unrelated to any of her other films. Uh, earlier this year, Robbie mentioned she was ready to reprise her role as Harley Quinn, but wasn't sure which iteration of the character we'd see next. Suicide Squad 2 has been announced with writer-director Gavin O'Connor, but no official release date has been uh, set forth. A project currently called Gotham City Sirens is also in development with David Ayer directing and Robbie producing as well as playing Harley. There's also a Joker Harley standalone film in development and rumors that Robbie will voice Harley in the upcoming animated series for DC's digital streaming platform. (laughs) Ah! And now oh. her own standalone Harley project, Joke which she moment. casually alluded to working on for the past two years. Uh, Ro- Robbie also says her Harley film will give the character some much-needed female relationships. That's a lot of Harley Quinn sure in development. Is. And so do you still have the same thing? There's just not enough Harley Quinn? Um, I'd like to see one or two of these before I judge them all. So I okay. I enjoyed her in Suicide Squad. Yeah, she, she was certainly one of the best parts in it. Definitely a bright spot. Easily. And a film with not too many bright spots. No. But I've I've enjoyed the character since it was introduced in Batman Animated Series. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just waiting for it to happen. Right. You know, you, you said it right there. Two years now. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many different... Harley rumors and oh Harley Joker Harley this Harley that she said the much needed female relationships let's get some poison ivy and Harley you know going and uh, it yeah okay it's an actor talking I mean whoa wait whoa 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 that's what the story is is her saying I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that it's like yeah unless you're throwing the money behind it and have the studio to run it it's just you talking until we hear that the, somebody's picked it up. So take that, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I, I was talking to this. I was talking to this guy the other day, and he was talking about his graphic novel he was working on. And uh, another cartoonist and I were there hearing it, and he, the guy walked up. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty exciting. He goes, yeah, every, everybody has a graphic novel. Everybody I talk to has a graphic novel they're working on. It's not worked on until you actually like you know put something down on paper. Same thing. There's nothing, unless there's a script, unless there's something. This is just talk. Mm, except that she's also a producer, and in Hollywood talk actually gets you something. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. But I, it's, I, it's not the same as yeah. the publishing world in that I, regard. I'm not, I'm not being cynical toward it coming. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
I'll get excited for it when we're a little closer there. Sure, right. We it, still got an Aquaman movie to get through. Right, exactly. And, and, and a Flashpoint and, movie to get through. And you know what? That Aquaman movie, I'm looking forward to it uh, after Justice League because mm-hmm. I enjoyed Momo in 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 that, and I want to see it. But um, you know, it's it's a long ways away. I mean, she doesn't even she doesn't even have a script yet. So yeah. it's like, all right, okay, sure. do it. We'll see it. But there's four. In development, whatever that means. It'd be, you know, means eventually, nothing. They'll be, eventually they'll be the Harley Quinn streaming service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there will be. You'll break up every single DC character, <laughs> and then you'll have a separate one for, like, the team-ups. Wait, like, Harley, like Harley Quinn is the Yoko of the DC universe? <laughs> you'll have your Batman channel, you'll have your Superman channel, your Wonder Bat Woman cave. channel, Bat and Bat then cave. a separate Justice League channel. Add Captain Cold for 99 cents. Yeah, Rogue's Gallery channel. All right, we alluded to this story. Here's a little more fleshing out. The Disney-Fox acquisition talks has supposedly kicked back into action, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. Fox chairman Rupert Murdoch and his family are expected to reach a decision by the end of the year for a deal that would see Disney buying substantial portions of Fox's entertainment properties. The Murdochs own 39% of the company's voting shares. Since Fox allegedly wants to focus more on news and sports, imagine that, uh, Fox News, news and the Fox Broadcast Network, FS1, are off the table. Uh, rather, quote, the talk center on the 20th Century Fox movie and t- TV studio international assets, such as Fox's 39% holding in UK satellite TV provider Sky PLC and India's Star TV, along with some U.S. cable networks, unquote. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, CNBC also reporting that the two companies could reach a deal as early as next week and that Fox Media assets are worth more than $60 billion at enterprise value. It also added the Fox's stakes in Hulu, National Geographic, and regional sports networks are included as part of the talks. If the deal comes to fruition, it would have several important repercussions. Among the largest is the reversion of the X-Men and Fantastic Four rights to Marvel Entertainment. As a result, Marvel Studios would be able to use the characters in its shared cinematic universe and also allowing them to use terms like mutant in their films, which was previously not allowed for Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in projects such as Age of Ultron. Uh, Moreover, the approaches to adapting comic book properties for the big screen are so different between these companies, (laughs) it's unclear how Disney would handle what has come before. Oh, yes, because that is such a big issue with superhero movies. Well, Fox is beginning to embrace the darker, more mature side of in its uh, Marvel movies, Deadpool, Logan, whereas Disney, family-friendly company, attempts to strike a more lighthearted tone. Uh, Both Deadpool co-creator Rob Liefeld and Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds previously voiced their opinions on a deal they believe would seriously detract from characters who curse, kill, or fornicate in excess, three things that are not very synonymous with the Disney brand. Define in excess. Define in excess? (laughs) If it's Disney at at all. Right. I think you just point to the Deadpool sex montage. I think that, that alone will do it. Uh, even with the momentous deal reportedly on the table, four X-Men movies at Fox are already on the slate for uh, much of next year in 2019. Deadpool four? 2. Yeah, Deadpool 2, oh, yeah, The okay. New Mutants, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and Gambit. Uh, should the deal go through, Marvel still won't have the rights to all of its properties. 
Spider Man and his related pals. I think you hurt Kay. Oh, God. Spider Man and his related pals continue to be owned by Sony. This is the episode of pain, is what this (laughs) is. You know, I don't want them to do this. I like the the darker, more mature. Interesting what a year and a half makes. Well, it, it it would depend on whether they would keep the themes of Deadpool and run it as kind of a separate Yeah. They could it's possible. a separate arm of the Marvel Studios. You're, you're saying umbrella. Miramaxing it? Kind of. Sure. Yeah. Because I mean, Disney owned Miramax yes, at one point. Yeah, yeah. Well, Disney, you know, Disney owned Touchstone Pictures. Right, that was one right. of their first companies, so that they could kind of keep Buena Vista. Making, yeah, they, well, Buena Vista is their distribution company. Well, here's also something but to keep in Disney mind. Disney has done this historically to try to say, okay, we want to embrace more genres, but we don't want to damage the Disney brand. So they create like Touchstone, who could make R-rated films and sure. Stuff like that. And, well, here's the thing. When you watch a Marvel movie, you're not getting that sweeping digital fly over the Cinderella's castle. They're, they're sure. not. They're not pointing yeah. out Disney movie and then the Marvel thing. They start with the Marvel thing. It's its yeah. own. It says, yeah, it starts with Marvel Studios. And the only hint is at the very end when it says distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. Sure. So. And that's in the credits. It's not even the big splash logo like you used to get. So. So, but honestly, I don't know what they would do with these properties. I I don't know if Disney. I'm I'm not going to complain. Disney has done wonderful things. Marvel has been great with their movies. They're mm-hmm. only getting better, yeah. frankly. But I don't know if they have it within them to do this kind of tonal shift for certain characters. Sure. Well, then the alternative is apparently uh, Comcast Universal is also trying to. Uh, get Fox to sell to them Ugh. at the same time that they're negotiating with Disney. They're negotiating now with Comcast Universal. So well, sure. I bet you they'd that. make a really good Deadpool. <laughs> It'd be more like a monster movie since that's what Universal's known for. <laughs> the mummy meets Deadpool. Van Helsing hunts Deadpool. <laughs> Starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> as Van Helsing and as Deadpool. <laughs> Dead Helsing. Uh, were you groaning about the Gambit movie? Is that the last groan yeah, I heard from you? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Andy has uh, numerous times now this week rewatched The Hateful Eight. And Channing Tatum's in that. And, you know, his character is has a appears in the you know, middle middle reel <laughs> of the movie. And I, I like Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh god damn Gambit. Is it I the just, character? Yes. Yes. One of the, one of the articles that I read basically sums up how I feel about it. It says the movie nobody asked for is finally moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's That's literally the what it is. That's the headline. It's, I I don't know of any of my friends who are X Men fans. They go, Oh my God, they're making a Gambit movie yeah. finally. Yeah. Oh good. It's None Pepe of them. Le, it's, it's like really Gambit. It's, it's Pepe Le Pew in a trench coat. Woohoo! Exactly. Really, m- m- with a mutant power to to kinetically charge things. I know. It's just, you know, and, and yeah, and the whole... Do, do, ca- do you feel that character is emblematic of 90s comics? Kind of of 90s. He's also, and yeah. and I got to be careful how I state this, because I don't want people to think that this is like an MRA comics fan bullshit. <laughs> but Gambit is such a, is such girl bait. The 
Cajun thief. He's a roguish scoundrel thief. Share honey. And it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Sounds like Channing Tatum's good casting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 I, it, it's not that I hate Channing Tatum. I don't. Sure. I like Channing Tatum. It's just this character. Is well, just... and isn't he going to be a producer on it too? Like, yeah, no, he's, he's behind he's, this. Yeah, thing. I was going to say behind he's he's behind like it, it getting. Like, yeah, I just some I just, momentum. I just detest the character. I so detest the fucking character. I don't hate the character, but I never was like, oh my god, that character is awesome. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just never. The character. Then yeah. again, growing up, everybody was like Wolverine this, Wolverine that. Right, exactly. Because so, Wolverine's cool. I always thought Professor X was the best, but that's. I think you would like the bald nerd. Professor <laughs> Xavier is a jerk. <laughs> See, I was going with yeah. uh, with mind rapey. But oh, oh, yeah. Mind okay, rapey. mind rapey. We'll go there, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Gamut came out around the time I was getting out of comics because I've, I've just gone through my entire comic book collection. I'm keeping one small box worth of, of them and giving the rest away. But in that collection... I have the first appearance of Gambit mm-hmm. in X-Men. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, look at this, a little treasure. But that's all the attachment I have to that. I don't really know the character all that much. Right. Uh, I think the most I know about him is the one episode, pilot episode of the X-Men animated series that I watched because you suggested I should, Matt. So it's okay so far. Just driving that home. <laughs> The 90s animation was amazing. Needs more pockets. Um, the uh, but, but yeah, is there a more char- characterization of that guy other than then? Nope. I'm Cajun and yeah, I'm, I'm a Cajun things. thief, and all the girls swoon over me because I'm so damn charming. You got the the whole backstory, everything right there. All right, from that yeah. one little part, and it just oh god, you know, I just can't stand the character in it. You know, Wait. and I'm like, he does have an episode where he goes back to the bayou and a little bit of a backstory, but that's oh about it. Oh boy, thank Remember goodness that for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I'd rather I, I'll like just I'll just rewatch yeah. Southern Comfort. But it, it, you know, it's just what it, it, there's a uh, you mentioned it. I think you and Paul one time talked about the the X Men interviews or auditions or something on YouTube where different X-Men are talking to Xavier about joining and there's a, a little short about Gambit that's actually hilarious especially they they rip him on you know Xavier rips him on his gloves because it's like he has some fingers but he doesn't right. have them all and it, I, it, it, just watch that <laughs> all right just watch that oh, movie. oh yeah yeah, yeah where he's like what if you do if you're in a room and there's no knickknacks? You can't throw anything. Like, yeah. Well, you just have a room, an empty room, and you're, you're fucked. <laughs> there's no paper clips or balls yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could he charge, like, anything? Is there anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a staff, and he could he could charge up the staff and smack you. But right, he was but good meant... at throwing playing cards, so that right. was his shtick. I remember that. Charge up the playing card. And yeah, the cue balls, that things like that. Like, yeah. In uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, but... Uh, like he he could charge any item, any inanimate object. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. he could take off his shoe and charge it and throw it through yeah, a wall sure. or something. Yes. Okay. E- except that his costume, I think, was pretty. Except for the trench coat, was a one piece. So there's no taking off his shoe. I don't. Know. He could also. He could also like. <laughs> I just. I was curious because I don't know the character that well at all. There certainly seems to be worse X Men powers out there. He could also like charge <sighs> up something on like a timer bomb type thing. Like. Yeah. And then like. You know, twenty minutes later, it explodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, we're dangerously you know. close to making it sound cool, so we better stop. <laughs> well, that's it. So, but that's but it. yeah, no. but I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, the one time I like Gambit was Judd Winnick's awesome Exiles, where he did the alternate uh, reality X Men. It's never actually, read that one, huh? I never read that one. That's really good. And basically, what Winnick did was he grabbed a whole bunch of second tier characters. So uh, he, the 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 conceit was to use characters that are not regularly used in the Marvel Universe. So he had like Calvin Rankin, who was the mimic, and he could mimic various X powers. Uh, he invented a few characters, uh, uh, Nocturne, who is a daughter of uh, Nightcrawler. Okay. And she was very Nightcrawler-esque. Blink, who had uh, a, a pink-skinned chick who had this teleportation power. She create these teleportation spikes. She'd make a spike, and she could create a teleportation portal. Morph. He yeah. actually, this yeah. was the comic appearance of Morph, where he used Morph. And he wrote Morph, a shape changer, essentially the, the Marvel Universe plastic man. And uh-huh. he really wrote, um, he really wrote him very, very well. And don't forget Dorf, who is the master of golf. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but um, sorry, good um, help myself. Th- th- that was um, and in there, in there, Gambit at one point shows up, and and he's doing these alternate reality characters, and it it actually was really really cool. That's how I would like to approach comics. Is like I'd love to play in your sandbox, but how about I write my own timeline that doesn't matter in your continuity. Or Which is essentially what he was kind of doing. Watchmening the the Carltons. So. Exactly, you know. And um, it, if you get a chance, those first few trades where Winnick is the writer, Exiles, it's great. Okay, it's really good. But um, you know, that's that was one time I liked I liked the character. And, but overall, it's just oh. and and just to fact check, it was the Charltons, not the Carltons. Carltons, the Carltons? Carltons are doorman. Not my doorman. Carlton is Will Smith's, uh, you know. Oh yeah, uh, that's, that's who I was talking about. Okay. Will Smith's yeah. brother. Jeez, he they, was in the Watchmen. Yeah. Wow. He he was he was uh, the the dance. He had that dance move. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You get you. You were just plain affected by it. you. Could, yeah. You got but like jelly in his hands. Right. He's the gamut of the Watchmen universe. Sure. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I hated that character. <laughs> Carlton. Carlton. Carlton, your door, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's 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 all ancient stuff. It's back from the caveman days. Uh, obviously, there was a show called Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, there was I... a spinoff from that called Rhoda, and there was a character in Rhoda that was Carlton, your doorman, who was never seen. Who was played by Lorenzo Music, and then they did an animated Carlton, your doorman show. Did they really? They really did. That's why I was just singing. I was just singing. <laughs> wow, you! I was just singing the you theme got song. Jeff, eighties Jeff Stewart. Holy well, shit. I mean, I, I was familiar starts. with with Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda. I didn't yeah. know they did an animated spinoff. Yep, <laughs> like for Saturday morning. I think it might have been say, prime time. Say back then, it kind of. I don't think. I don't think. It, I don't think it lasted animated? long. Yeah, in what the seventies. Uh, would have been late seventies, probably. Been yeah. 70s, well, and yes. I mean, Lorenzo Music has done a lot of voice work for a lot of, of animated. So I guess if they were going to do a spinoff, it would make it would sense. Be anime. But okay. Wow. It was a, it was a funny character, but it was, it was the, the the only really funny character in Rhoda is that he was he, he was off screen. You'd always hear him on the intercom. He's like, "Hello, this is Carlton, your doorman," and he was just perpetually drunk and out of it. 
And now everyone's gone to the internet. Oh, uh, here we go. You know, back in the good old days when drunk was funny. Yes. <laughs> now that this whole alcoholism and, yeah. and stuff. Wow. Carlton, your doorman. 1980 short film comedy series, 30 minutes. Wow. Let's see how many. It's good to have an old man on the show. Yeah. <laughs> My job is to be ancient. 1980 short film comedy. So was it yeah. just a film? Well, that's what I'm looking. Yeah, pilot up here. episode. That is, I think that yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, pilot and it never been anywhere. Number of episodes one. So yeah, yeah, uh-huh. there you go, right there. Okay. Now I have to. It know, aired th- though. It definitely aired. Okay, that's my question. Did May 21st, 1980, has never been rebroadcast. Wow. Mm. And, and was that something you stumbled upon at the time? Or was like, I no. have to watch Carl Carlton and your doorman. Carl, absolutely wanted to see Carlton your doorman. That was the, <laughs> the, the funny character in Rhoda. Everybody watched Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. And because of that. Well, she lit up peop- your world with your smile. Exactly. Smile. And because smiled. of that, a bunch of people watched Rhoda. Yes. Well, And Carl, Carlton was the only. Yeah. For, the, for you, Andy. Shout Factory released this episode as a bonus feature on the Season 5 DVD set of Rhoda on October 17th, 2017. Wow. So that just came out. Hashtag goals. Woohoo! <laughs> According to Deadline, Quentin Tarantino has come up with what is described as a, quote, great idea for a Star Trek movie and has shared it with J.J. Abrams, who is still producer on the Trek movies, and Paramount Studios. The plan at this point is for Paramount to put together a writer's room that will hear Tarantino's concept and set to turning it into a script. If everything goes well, Tarantino himself could direct the movie with Abrams producing. Tarantino has thought quite a bit about directing Star Trek, as evidenced by some comments he made in a recent podcast where he even suggested specific episodes he might want to reference. What would make this so unusual, though, is that Tarantino has never directed anything but his own screenplays, original mm. or adapted, before. Does John Luke Card look like a bitch to you? <laughs> and has never jumped on board an existing franchise. Now, not sure what this means for Star Trek IV, uh, for which uh, Star Trek Beyond writers uh, Doug Young and Simon, uh, Simon Pegg are working on the screenplay, uh, which was supposed to feature Chris Hemsworth and returning as Captain Kirk's dad. <laughs> wow. No one at Paramount or in Tarantino's <laughs> camp is talking at the moment. Oh, shit. What? Uh, That's just so insane. That Chris Pratt playing his yeah, dad? Yeah, Bring back the dad. Yeah. After the whole affecting the dad. George, dad. Right. I mean, that was, that was actually... I mean, I was sitting there thinking, God, this is a bit of a hackneyed bit. But that scene actually turned out to be very effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was a really powerful scene, and the, like, the way they did all that. Because it turned a character who was super ambitious into a, I don't give a fuck about myself or anything. So, yeah, it, it really changed the whole dynamic of that character. Yeah. Crazy. I am down for a Tarantino Star Trek movie. Oh, yeah. yeah I am so... I want Tarantino so to do some uh, wacky, some some science fiction genre. Tarantino is a good writer and a good director. I don't, I don't know why people are... I think because of his casual use of vulgarity in a lot of his own personal films, they just assume that that's going to be the treatment he I would know, give Trek. But... As some, he has written or co-written rather things with other people too that don't have that quote-unquote Tarantino He's style. Done tons of script doctoring yeah. where he has stepped exactly in and shit. Yes. My so bro- my brother's problem with all of his movies is he considers them torture porn, and that is an aspect of everything he's done. 
there are elements of torture in his movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Not the. It's not. It's it's a story plot device in many ways to drive this, drive it forward. Mm-hmm. But it's not the focus of his films. It's always a major element. It's a well. Yeah. I mean, it's part of his. his Maybe style. he's got something in his own personal history that makes him want. Right. To keep the question is, could up. he do Star Trek without? I going think he there? can. Well, like just like Cage. It isn't said. a matter of can can he. It's a matter will, will they let him, and they won't. Yeah. He won't take it in that direction. That's one of the reasons why I think it's so silly when I see people. Oh, you know, cause Star Trek with a whole bunch of cursing and everything. It's just like guys. Come on. Well, when they said the word fuck in Discovery, some people lost their minds. But I mean, I, right. I, when that scene came and went, I was like, well, it makes sense. Because we had to stop it and rewind. I had yeah. Francine and Jerry stop it and rewind because I was yeah. like, did what? Wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> and Jerry was like, I think she said fucking. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is, is you think, is it OK if I spoil it? It's it's a real quick line. Basically, this. Oh, the, the line itself. Sure. The cadet goes. He's like, this is really fucking cool. Yeah. And then her supervisor turns to her and goes, it is really fucking cool. And that was it. It was something like all of us have said, probably in public, probably in mixed company, that we maybe shouldn't have said it. But, Star Trek but the it, experience. But it was an honest, <laughs> in that particular episode, it was an honest reaction to what was going on. So to me, it didn't really register. I didn't get that, oh my God, she just said fuck on Star Trek. It was just like, Oh okay. To and, me, it was it was like well, a, it was and, a no big deal. And thing. to the characters, it obviously was a no big deal either, which yeah. says that's the evolution of the language in this universe. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, in Star Trek Four, they made a big was it four those space whales? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and then there, there's a whole run about that double dumbass. He's like, yeah. well, that's just the way they speak, right, In yeah. this century, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but but we know shit has survived into the 23rd and 24th century. That's been used before, so. I think it's just people lost their mind because it's the first time the F bomb was dropped mm. in a sure. in a Star Trek series. But again, it was so honest to that character's feelings at that point. It it, I it don't didn't think, matter to me. I don't think he can't operate it without it. Yeah, I, like you know. like you, I'm interested in seeing it. That's why I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm curious what he's going to do with it. Right. Where, I what think is, if which the, elements of his his oeuvre he's going to bring into it. Now, it, my question is, is he a Star Trek fan, or is he just... Yes. yes. Okay, so I think yeah. in that particular respect, he would probably treat it with great reverence. Sure, sure. And, 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 and it's original series, too. Yeah. He, uh, he's a fan of the older stuff, so it's going to be that, which makes me uh, you know, excited. Wait, um, original series, like... Original series? Original series characters. Kirk style. It would so probably still re- be rebooted Kirk or old Kirk. I think going to bring well, back in. It would most likely be with the current cast. Okay. Yeah, the because current if cast. If I recall, right. Pine and Kinto still have one more film on their contract. Right. Carl Urban is the last two films have been a single movie deal. Like for the for Beyond, he did a single movie. He said he would come back if they gave his character significant things to do because he didn't just want to be a background extra. Mm-hmm. Like he felt like he kind of was in the first two films. So, mm. well, that's always a, a yeah. danger with. Uh, yeah, with it's, it's a big, it's a but, big three, yeah. but the big two get most of the work. Yeah, right. But yeah, so I mean, it would probably be that cast, especially if J.J. Abrams is co-producing because he still has that exclusive deal with Paramount 
with his bad robot production company to do any new Star Trek films. You 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 go to Kill Bill two, and the scene where David Carradine is talking to Uma Thurman and talking about the difference between Clark Kent and Peter Parker. That is the spirit that I think Tarantino would come into this. It isn't F-bombed out the wall, and there is no inherent brutality or torture porn or anything right in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is what you need to look at to understand what Tarantino would bring to this. That's my opinion. All right. I'm going to throw a hypothetical out there. Okay. If Tarantino did a Star Trek film, but it did not, and set in the Kirk era, but did not star the Enterprise and its crew, and maybe a jump off for a Trek cinematic universe. Not saying that's what is going on, but so like the like here's here's a here's like a Disney Star Wars treatment where we're going to have separate side stories. Yes. Okay. Continue. Do you think the public would go for a non-Enterprise? Star Trek movie. I don't know if if it if would Tarantino be, was if, involved. If it would, well, Tarantino has never had huge audiences. This is true. Yeah. He's not a he's not much in the way of a of a tentpole draw. But then again, this there, there was probably be a significantly less of a budget for this film too. There was demand cool. at one point for a DS Nine based movie. So. To answer your question, yes, I think there would be an audience for There'd a be an audience. a separate story because Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, right. but it Voyager, would not, I don't Enterprise. Think, I don't think it would be as big as, as I the think, current. Yeah, I think if if you gave Tarantino the Star Trek universe to play in, but give him a $60 million budget versus a $150 million budget, mm-hmm. I think you'd have a hell of a film. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, we saw, we saw one version... In uh, Discovery, but yeah. I mean, there are characters that fit Tarantino. Like Harry Mudd. Harry yeah. Mudd. Cyrano Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. Yep. And, it, it, you know, and it'd be really, he pro- they probably would, it seems to always be Federation, Federation, but it'd be really cool if they didn't go the Federation route. Right? Or, or Starfleet, I mean. He's never dabbled in science fiction anywhere. I'm trying. I'm racking right. my head back. Going, there's nothing he's done. He's done western. He's he's experienced. He's expressed interest, but he's never done it. Okay. Yeah. Just like he's expressed interest in a horror film, and still, still has not done it. Right. On a side uh, note, I really liked. I really liked Rain no, Wilson's Harry Mud. Mm-hmm. That's I really liked play. his characterization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you brought up uh, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. That's a Rodriguez film, not a Tarantino. Yeah, if he film. did the he Tarantino directed the first half. Right. And that's not really that's horror. That's the hint there. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. He didn't he directed the non horror yeah, half. There yeah. you go. The the Tarantino esque part. Mm-hmm. Although it's kind of psychological thriller ish with yes. the his character being twisted like he was. Mm-hmm. So God, that's such a fun movie. Mm. All right. This this next one I love this next one. Ryan Reynolds has taken to social media once again as Deadpool with a real-life offer for those attending Brazil Comic-Con in Sao Paulo this year. Free official Deadpool tattoos to con attendees. They just need to reserve a spot online and choose from four different designs that utilize hearts, the Brazilian flag, or Deadpool's severed arm. 
Uh, you need to sign a legal waiver before committing to getting the tattoo, or as Wilson calls it, a back alley roll of the hepatitis dice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this marketing idea. Oh, man. It, it generates buzz. You got people walking around <laughs> being a billboard for your movie yeah. right. buzz. forever. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. I would consider a tattoo, free Deadpool <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> and I don't have a tattoo, but I'd consider that one. Yeah, that's... That's hilarious. Yeah, but, but I'm not going to Brazil anytime. Reynolds, so. Reynolds really, he really gets, he really gets it. Yeah. He really does get it. It's, 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 it's actually very impressive. So I, um, I mean, I've liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, when he was married to Scarlett Johansson, I hated him. But, you know, after that was all over, I liked him. But, you know. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was blocking, cock blocking you from getting that's the scarlet right. you know? <laughs> That's yeah. why I make sure I was yeah, yeah. missing. Okay. Exactly. Because he's got Blake Lively. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Was but, he married to Scarlett Johansson? Yes. Yeah. He yeah. went Scarlett Johansson to Blake Lively. Hmm. Yeah. Solid. It, yeah. Married or. I think it was married. More of a sideways. Yeah, I mean, they're sideways. both both equally uh, hot yeah. in their own way. But, um, but Dead. I mean, it, it, what, what he's doing with Deadpool. And there's so. There's so much of his own involvement in it. It, it you know, you can't mm-hmm. put it all on a on a, on a pro- specific producer or the, even the the director, although the, the the contribution there is obvious. But it's just it's really impressive. It's really but, impressive, and it, you know, and like not not, not to rag, but worlds are way different from like how Green Lantern went. Well, he, yes, the he, handling of Deadpool is amazing. Now, if we can get Tarantino to direct Deadpool. Oh well, my God. You, that, that, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> well. Reynolds, imagine the 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 possibilities of torture porn with a regenerating yeah, character. Yeah. Well, Reynolds is so invested in that character. I mean, yeah. he had what ten years of his life Man. invested, not to mention financially invested in getting that character onto the big screen, mm. and he finally achieved it. So obviously, yeah, he's he's got it on a level that most producers yeah. don't. And I think he's definitely trying to keep the spirit of that character intact while still making a cinematic version yeah. that you can't necessarily do all of the multiple voices in the head kind of thing. I mean, there's there's probably a way they could have done it, but I don't know how they would do it without making it seem kind of hokey. And I will say this. Most of the comics of Deadpool don't have the multiple voices. Yeah. That was something that happened at a very specific time of Deadpool. Sure. But even like the mannerisms, like when he calls out Jared, he's like, "How about the footlong?" and does the little with the fingers in the in the wink. I mean, come on, those are those are definite things that you could easily see the comic version of Deadpool doing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I watched him. He dressed up like Bob Ross. Yeah, Deadpool yep. Ross. Uh, yeah, like, and I whack it, whack it away. And then, <laughs> happy little trees right there. Oh look, I hang someone right there. But I'm like, yeah, it's pretty funny. What's your Ross? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Pack Check Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Yeah. Uh, so no shout out to Gomer Pyle. Damn you. Oops. <laughs> Everybody, 80s Jeff just passed gas. Nope. Chief passing wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens whenever Gomer Pyle's mentioned. You can't. Right. Oh, shoot, I did it again. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, Rude. Oh. No.
Like, I guess gym guess, neighbors that were safe if you say gym neighbors. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. But you say Shazam. Gomer, but if you say go, don't say Shazam, that golly, he sharks when you say Shazam. Surprise. No, I don't. Surprise. <laughs> it becomes a pile. <laughs> <laughs> Gomer's pile. Gomer's. Don't pile. do that. He just did it again. Yeah, it that just, couch it was white. Never ending. Now it's beige. You know, when you do make me laugh, it does make me want to fart more. So. <laughs> Well, telling you. I guess that just will teach us to make you laugh. <laughs> oh, here Andy, we go again. you're just going to oh. have to stop with all the funny. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize comedy was consent. <laughs> <laughs>